The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face. Well, they're from Tennessee, right? The, the Gores? I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not I think they were Tennessee guys. I can't remember where I met my beard wife, but <laughs> I think it might have been Tennessee. Hey, Al Gore is not. Are you making implications? He's not gay for pay anymore. Um, his daughter is an amazingly talented writer. Is yes, she? you were telling. You were saying that she wrote on Futurama for years. Yep. Really? Crazy, right? Yep. That's why he was on he, Futurama as the head in the jar, like, and it was really him. I think she time. moved on to other things like Thirty Rock and other. Oh, like that sweet! Too. Yeah, she's been really successful. So outside of her, well, he wasn't president. And so I can't say president's children, but have there he been... got elected president? No, he should they just have been didn't president. let him be president. Oh, is that how that worked? <laughs> That's so. weird. They just didn't let him That's do weird. it. That at whole least, popular vote. At thing. least he conceded in a respectable amount of time. He, what was it like a week or two? Oh, how no, long he, was it? It, it was. He waited, it two, very... he waited two weeks yeah. until it was recounted, and once it was recounted, he didn't fight anymore. He just yep, conceded. You know, the Supreme Court stopped the recounts. Basically, so mm-hmm. they, was, yeah. it was it was it was shady before we knew what shady was. Um, it was not an up and up. Well, Jeb Bush was a governor. Kind yep. of, kind of weird. It, it right? was a little strange. Weird. And hey, you know, no, no Democrats uh, got off their mom's couch in their basement, put on a fucking this Viking helmet, painted their face, and ran into Congress. Um, in true Democrat fashion, everyone shrugged their shoulders <laughs> and moved on. <laughs> Just, uh, yep. All right. Those were less. You win divisive. some, you lose some. Those were less divisive times. Too. No, well, those times were very quaint. Uh, <laughs> in, in comparison, um, you know, because you also got to remember that was right after the first term of, of fucking idiots president. Well, the original idiot. I don't want to I don't want to take credit away from Trump. I'd hate to remove the mantle of supreme idiot. But the original supreme idiot, George Dubbs, yeah. who we thought was Satan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was kind of a colloquial. I like that guy of, now. I I'm like, dude. <laughs> He's kind see. of adorable. He's kind of a provincial little guy, you know? Really I love him. He's like, listen, I know he did a lot of evil shit, but <laughs> honestly, I don't understand a single thing that happened. So, hey, I'm all right. All right, buddy. <laughs> Just give me some pain. And Laura Bush was a librarian, so we knew she could read. Ah, right? Ah, she was a nice lady from ah, all accounts. You know, these kids, she was, they get they get threatened by gang member and they fucking Christmas decoration. And I did not get human trafficked here by Jeffrey Epstein for this bullshit. <laughs> Dude, it's funny. Do you guys realize wow. we've been alive to witness half of the impeachments in U.S. history? Yep. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's Crazy. pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty cool. It is pretty yeah. amazing. Um, and we're so we're T minus down. We're less than a week away from having a new administration. And the first that we saw was Clinton, and that was, I believe, the charge, which he never got convicted, but right. the charge was perjury. That was it. It was just perjury, lying under oath. Lying under deposition, even. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. he said he had no knowledge. Which, by the way, perjury is a crime. I mean, if you're going to commit a right. crime, you should they be were, punished. All but. they were arguing was that he said, I did not have sexual relations, I believe. He said that publicly, too. That and was the he, terminology that they used. And he said no. And then later on, he explained, well, I don't think a blowjob counts. So subjectively, I did right. not perjure myself. Right. You got to remember that guy's a lawyer, too. He's not a yeah. dummy. Uh, but, but that being said, it was... 
pretty interesting week. I like we keep saying we would love to talk about other stuff, but I think until this admin change happens next week, this will probably be the last week of us having to harp on it unless yeah. some crazy event happens on inauguration day, but they've got over 3000 uh, national guardsmen at the Capitol state Capitol now. And around all the state capitals in the United States, there's a show of force of national guard because yep. they've been threatening every capital in every state. Mm-hmm. So very um, true. Interesting. Very interesting. interesting. And we're seeing uh, something that you brought up to me yesterday was that it's fucking like, how are some of these people that were arrested for the insurrection already out on bail? It's very strange. Like what kind of bail was set for each of these people? I imagine it's got to be a logistical nightmare you trying know, to track down all of them for these journalists to find all yeah. of them or at least a decent amount. I mean, to be fair, it, a, to lot be of, fair. a lot to of be that fair. depends on your prior record. Yeah, true. <clears throat> if you're coming in there and you got a couple of priors, then you're probably fucked. You know what I mean? But if you've been clean like your whole life, mm. and they'll give you like a $10,000 bond or, oh, okay. you know what I mean? Well, half the guys that ran in there, their wives in the photos had recent black eyes already. So like, you know. <laughs> I was going to say the only thing go through my mind is, wow, those guys got off lucky uh, storming the Capitol. Imagine if they got a DUI in Durango. Oh, jeez. Fucked. They'd still be you're in. fucked. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a rough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, fucking speaking of, speaking of people out on bail uh kyle rittenhouse who got out on bail because <laughs> 80 superstar rick schroeder helped bail him out did you see that you told me there's a picture of him like it, he's been out um, he was out for he how was long out for four hours and, and okay much okay because i heard he was drinking at a bar and i went that's weird he's 18 in the state of wisconsin if your mother or, f- or father or parent is with you you're allowed to drink in the bar it's like texas so yeah. he wasn't doing anything illegal in, in regards to that but it just seemed kind of weird he went right from his arraignment to a bar um, and then um, proceeded to drink with a bunch of Proud Boys members, was filmed throwing up the OK sign, which now, as we know, is a white power, white power. sign. So now the prosecutor in the case is asking the court to take a look back at it and possibly revoke his um, bail and possibly tie him to some other charges, potentially. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. What I, an idiot. So <laughs> old fucking Silver Spoons lost his fucking yeah, money. Yeah, lost his money, essentially. Thinking. Yeah, and you know Rick, Rick Schroeder hasn't been, you know, tearing up the silver screen or the little screen. I don't even think he's got a Quibi show in the works. That motherfucker doesn't have a whole lot of money to be given away, does he? And it's not like Silver Spoons is in fucking syndication. No. Man. Like, you're not, uh, there's uh, no residuals <laughs> left. Yeah, I think that Kramer versus Kramer I, money ran out. So Scrubs is in syndication. He was, he was on a very right. small arc on Scrubs. I so he probably that. gets a check like, for $420 every six months yeah so uh yeah he's not making a ton of cash and i mean who knows hopefully invested it well or whatever but it's just why it's just amazing to me why you would tie yourself i'm having trouble trying to uh, again here going going back i want to like bring something else up we didn't talk about yesterday which is struck me as odd today uh, i was with rex she was going through her phone going through black twitter looking at everything um and then brought up another yet another execution yeah and i'm like Okay. The last you say one. you're leaving office, right? There's two weeks left. Are you like, do you check your clock and go, fuck, dude, I only got two weeks to murk all these people? Yeah. Like, what is happening in a human brain where that becomes your priority is like, I got to kill all these motherfuckers as fast as possible before I get... Do you get like an extra star? No, on your... he's just a megalomaniac and he's been so hard law and order. He's trying to do anything to try to make something stick in his legacy, some kind of stat, some kind of little blurb in a book that'll be like, well, if you're a crazy fucking Republican who 
loves the death penalty. He, first of all, restarted the engine of federal executions. There hadn't been yes. federal executions through the whole Obama administration. So then he's doing as many as he can before he could, and he was accelerating it But the quite impetus, a bit. though, I mean, is it just so megalomania? He's a megalo- yeah, he's just a psychopath. That's something a psychopath I mean, but that's, that's transitioning from a complete narcissist into psychopathy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Just the thought that you get up in the morning and go, God, man, I got like 30 more of these motherfuckers to kill in a week. Yeah. God, I'm busy. Yeah. I can't go like, to Twitter, but look at this little uh, lever here on the wall. <laughs> and by the way, he's already killed more in a shorter amount of time than any president. So mission Pretty accomplished much. if he wanted to hit the record books. But well, I just, he's, a, he's a law and order guy. He's a law I and heard. order kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, that's Can we have the law and order sound effect? <laughs> Thank you. So what are we drinking here, Bobby? Bobby brought us something... Uh, I was going to say special, but it's probably one of the least special just because it's so common. It's a common bottle. Uh, we have done some George Dickel in the past. We did Dickel. the Recipe 12. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be George Dickel. I'm not 100% sure on that. <laughs> but he. <laughs> so I was at the store just staring at it for 15 minutes and uh, <laughs> couldn't decide what I wanted to drink. So I picked this one up. It's Recipe number eight. Yeah. Um, so it's a different mash bill. It's a different process. And it tastes very much like Tennessee whiskey, without question. And it tastes like a lot of corn. Yep. Amen. Um, as, as you guys know, because you're all whiskey pros out there, you know that uh, Tennessee whiskey is something you cannot put on a bottle without the express permission of Jack Daniels. Without they the kind express of, written consent of Major League Baseball and Jack dude, Daniels. They, they, they basically co-opted the name. The only reason Dickel can do it because they've been doing it longer. So they got grandfathered in. Um, we all know how we all feel about Jack Daniels. Yep. We, we, we all have a deep-seated soul-level hatred of that product, right? I mean, yes. we can all agree. only for how much pain it put me in through so many of my early twenties. We have years one compatriot that lives and dies by that shit. Oh God! And uh, yeah, I just got off the phone with him like thirty minutes ago. Stank, <laughs> the yeah. little stanky dude. God loves that shit. Little stanky. Yeah, that's he his drink of choice. Loves him some Jack Daniels. Yeah. By the way, I understand the love affair that some people can have with Jack Daniels because as a Tennessee wiki, it ha- it whiskey wiki. It, a wiki. It <laughs> tastes like nothing else. It has got a funk to it that it no other Amen. whiskey on the planet has, but and it's not, it's not that it's like strong and overbearing, mm-hmm. which it is, but it's it's a very particular style of funk. They're, they've re- their whole premise of their entire business model. They've got this ginormous warehouse where they store Jack in, and there's eight stories, I believe. And the whole th- process of them barreling and moving it from one level to the next to the next, that's how they age their product. Yeah. Their big thing is they absolutely decimate with fire the inside of their barrels. Yeah. They're known yeah. for the char on their barrels, and that's mm-hmm. where that taste comes from. Crazy char. Which is, talk about a fucking love or hate. This guy, though, this tastes more like whiskey, uh, what we would consider an American whiskey yes. than any Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, But there's that I don't know how they extract that cinnamon, but this is like, it almost feels like cinnamon whiskey. Yeah. The, the mean, residual flavor is like I had Red Hots in my mouth. Right. It's got a, it's, it's a mouth feel like Red Hots, but that cinnamon lingers so much. And I said it tasted like cinnamon toast corn pops. And then both me and Bobby's inner fat kid came out shining bright. And we're like, <laughs> now we want that. I don't want to have that in my face. <laughs> Just a little, little tip. If you want to make sugar corn pops into Rice Krispie treats, that's a thing. Oh. Happen. 
Um, any any who fat kids? Uh, <laughs> look, I just got they, oh, it moved. Bobby and Sean both simultaneously came inside my pants. By the way, we didn't introduce ourselves. No, we haven't. That's yet. fine. You're right, but we'll do that after the booze. All right, we'll do it after the booze. Yeah. we'll fucking do it live. Fuck it, we'll, we'll fucking do it, do it live. live. So we'll I mean, live. what else is there to say about this? I don't know. Let's. I, uh, I will say this: I can definitely taste some spearmint from the American oak as well. Now that I've had it in my glass on the finish, that's a that's a very big indicator of oaks. Like in wine, you learn the difference between French and American. American oak tends to taste, yes, there's vanilla, yes, there's caramel, that's in all oak. But the big thing that separates American oak from French oak is uh, spearmint and coconut. Those are the big indicators that yep. you can get out of it. And I do get some nice minty finish at the end, which is not unpleasant. It was kind of obnoxious in the beginning, but now that I've had a few sips, I'm... I mean, we're, we're prone to talk a little shit, and we did before the show. But actually, like, the more I drink this... There's nothing offensive about it at all. No, it's a, it's, it's, it's a much better whiskey, I think, than Jack Daniels. Honestly, I think that it stands up to any sour mash. I'm just not a huge fan of the sour mash right. the style. style. Yeah. So. No, I get that. And it's not going to be everybody's jam. But if I were definitely, if there's one Tennessee whiskey in the world, it's going to be George Dickel for yeah, me. Agreed. Um, it, and a lot of really nice bars, you'll notice this on the back bar. Yep. This is something that you see a lot of good bars carry because it's inexpensive. It's usually like a $6 pour mm-hmm. so or somewhere thereabouts in a bar. And and it can hold up to ice. It can hold up to sugar. So like, Sean, you were saying ginger, you know, whiskey ginger yeah. sort of action. I can totally see I definitely old, old pick fashion, that. Maybe. Old yeah. fashioned. I, even, even I don't like, I'm not a big fan of mixing stuff with like Coke, but I think a whiskey Coke, this would be a good whiskey Coke whiskey. Yeah. And Bobby, what'd you get it gin. for? Uh, this was approximately twenty five dollars. It's okay. right in that price so, point, which I think is like three or four bucks too much, probably. So but, that's mm. about the same as Jack Daniels. So if you're at a bar and you have a choice between a Jack and Coke or a oh. Jack and Sprite or a Jack and Ginger, do this. Try George Dickel. Just try it out. For all you know, it could be seventy five cents cheaper. <sighs> you could be getting drunk faster and cheaper. Amen. Amen. So um, let's get a little blurb from Carol. Carol, do you have a blurb on this George Dickel whiskey? Oh yeah, I do, boys. Thanks for sending it over to me earlier today, Bobby. I appreciate it. You're welcome, sweetness. It was uh, nice to have a break from all of the sexual innuendo posts that you send to me weekly. I thought we stopped that. We can't stop, Bobby. You got a mouse in your pocket? (laughs) This is from the George Dickel website. A mellow, approachable Tennessee whiskey selected for its smooth sipping character of balanced whiskey with aromas of light caramel and wood. The warm vanilla finish has hints of maple and buttered corn. Buttered corn for sure. We talked about this last time. She's obviously on full-blown binge. Can we not feed her alcohol anymore? Oh, she's uh, sober January. Yeah, she's doing the... Yeah, she hasn't touched anything. That's and weird. I think New Year's Eve was her last big blowout. Yeah. That's the last time I partied with her. Yep. <laughs> you guys were on both Yikes. on the eggnog. <laughs> we <laughs> fucking not Speaking of which, did your, uh, did your diabetes screening come back? <laughs> uh, it's not good. It's not looking good, is it's, it? It's not great. Borderline? Um, I was wondering what the trembling was from, and uh, <laughs> I thought it was just a rattlesnake shake. No. No, it's a full-blown wow. diabetes. Yeah. Well, Delirium? So type 4. Type 4. <laughs> it's type 8. A I type didn't even know there was now. an 8. Yeah, I drank myself into type 4 diabetes. <laughs> Well, this type 4 diabetic to my left is Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises, Durango's notorious Gashman, and unwavering Miami Dolphins fan. Word, booty. I rarely waver. You are the Bobby Duke. <laughs> to my left is the general manager of the multiverse, my dear friend, Mr. Antonio Brenderas. He hails from the Rhone region. Ciao, babe. Of, of, of some country. It's- <laughs> 
Jesus, dude. But, Bobby, but it, dude, this is starting to look like a hoarder's episode in the bunker. A little um, bit. Kevin is clearly n- no Nowhere. sign, no, no, no. Out of sight, out of well, mind. On he Kevin. had to. He had to move back home after he got staff from sleeping on the couch. I guess, <laughs> that wasn't that staff. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the super hiv? Uh, super hiv. Hiv Tyler. Hiv Tyler strikes again. I love it. <laughs> uh, to my left is our floundery friend, the productionist, the producer. The that's what we call him. Uh, that's what we call him inside. That's our inside baseball stuff. We the call producer. Him. It's uh, the Irish assassin. <laughs> It's the human avalanche. Oh. It is Mr. Sean Moriarty. That reminds me of I did. I, there was a point where I was I was on a lot of drugs and I was like, I'm going to be a WWE superstar. I think it'll be easy. And I was going to be I forget what my name was going to be. It was going to be Seamus something. And my special move was going to be called the potato famine. And all I was going to do was put a potato sack over someone's head and then DDT him. And that was my special move. Were you going to wear a single? Sick. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you're right, bro. Of course, I was gonna wear a fucking singlet. I'm too big. As soon as you get over a certain height and weight, less, you have to wear a singlet. Less ripped dudes had a tendency to the big wear show, the big show. Yeah, the yeah, giant, yeah. Guys like that. They wore the King singlet. Kong Bundy. I, if you were a WWE guy, I would definitely call you the human I did a rod. I don't know why, but it's just it, it feels right. I am not as fast, <laughs> as agile, or as pretty. How about as that many huskies running in the snow? Captain, how about Captain Mudslide? Captain Mudslide, I like that. Yeah. Captain Mudslide. And what's and your finishing is, move? Um, you poop on someone's the face. The muddy rainbird. <laughs> it's called the muddy rainbird. No, you just rub your butt on their face. <laughs> yes. Oh, and wasn't that Kamala? Didn't do that. Wow. Not Kamala Harris. No. <laughs> <laughs> I went there right was to, a wrestler named Kamala. I was like, at yes. first, I was like, that's probably what these conservative websites are calling her taking over the uh, vice presidency ooh, a mudslide. Because uh, they're yeah. horrible racist uh, fucks. Uh, they racist. Are, they are gross. Yeah. Super horrible. Gross. Yeah. I'm See s- what I did there? How I got the darkness out of me without actually making it seem like I said that shit? Yeah, <laughs> That's good. You deflected. <laughs> yeah, we all caught that. Oh, guys. So fucking, we were talking yesterday and we're like, hey, guys, there's a UFC fight, which is coming up, which looks like an actually a good fight. And then we were trying to take inventory of like, hey... I don't see very many things to get fucking excited about anymore, really. Man, it's like, this... what is there? We've got football winding down. We got NBA started. We got hockey. Go on. Start um, your yeah, bullshit. It's fine. it's fine. We'll let that go. <laughs> We're going to get some weird version of March Madness, I guess. I think, yeah. Sure. You know, I mean, that's going to be weird. Weird. Um, for sure. Because there's only two good teams in the entire country right now. <laughs> right. Because, like, none of these, they, these kids haven't even practiced. No. Right. So they're just going out there and, like, basically. Playing pickup games yeah. is what it seems like. It's an on-one tournament. Except for those <laughs> bored-ass Jesuits in Spokane that never uh, shut down. So hey, don't Gonzaga's talk shit about my good. Jesuits, dog. Love me some <laughs> Jesuit school, son. Je- Santa Clara Jesuits. University, bro. There was a bar in Spokane that's literally the Jesuit bar where all the like Jesuit Spokane uh, Gonzaga kids would fucking hang really? out. What what is a Jesuit by the way? Jesuits was a was an, uh, fill me in on this. Jesuits were an order like a specific order in Catholicism that kind of took it upon themselves as part of their missionary work when they were kind of doling out like and this is take take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. This is kind of like uh, uh, a summary. 
they essentially made education part of their ministry. So what they did was is they set up Jesuit high schools yeah. and colleges like Santa Clara University, Gonzaga, Loyola Marymount. Um, uh, the Catholic school I went to was rivals with the Jesuit school. We were a Marianist school, which was another sect of fucking Catholicism that also opened a bunch of schools. So they're education based and very they have their own kind of way of approaching things, too. If you ask many Jesuits, they tend to be pretty fucking liberal when compared to other sure. religious figures and mm. other sects of would Catholicism. That, would that be because they're educated? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, there's no. Mm -mm. Well, uh -uh. You can't say just because of one, the other happened. Just say. And I would say that there were a bunch of highly privileged young uh, white males. Waspy. Um, that, were, that were going to Gonzaga. I think there's a handful of them. And uh, there's six black kids on the campus and they all have a uniform. You know what I mean? Jesus. <laughs> that kind of thing. It's, gotcha. like, it's a little like Duke. <laughs> Amen. Um, yeah, so I was going to say the Jesuits are completely the opposite of federal local government in as much as they push education. Yes. Copy that. Exactly. Okay, well, they sound like fine folk. Except for the white privilege. Yeah. That part. Well, whatever. You can't get away from it. As I'm reminded almost daily, you cannot get away from it. <laughs> Trust me. So I don't know if you guys saw, speaking of white privilege, um, I posted a, and I didn't create this, it was a meme that went out. Uh, with Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. I think everybody's seen this Where meme. Where he's they seen have to the, the juicy shorts and it's the OnlyFans joke and blah, blah, right. blah. Yeah, it says, no got more it. Twitter. Follow me on OnlyFans. And his, like, he's got a big, looks like a big white girl ass with juicy shorts. Exactly. Has been photoshopped onto that picture of him doing that terrible, like, you, he has to be so terrible at tennis, but he's trying to play tennis in the can, can, can we back up one sec for yes. those, uh, like, internet neophytes like myself who don't spend a lot of time online, especially when it comes to new portals and Twitch yeah. and this and that. So essentially OnlyFans is a site where you can sign up for and perform different things or not and then ask for money, correct? Yeah, people have to okay. pay. There's a paywall. So um, you can put stuff out for free to help promote what you're doing. Some people put out clips or do whole things that are free and then they do premium things. It's mostly used for sex workers. It's mostly for okay. people doing cam girl, cam boy shit. Right, but there's definitely like, I know there's couples on it yep. like that perform with other people threesomes. Or, mm -hmm. But what, what I'm saying this isn't driven by gender at all no right? there's a lot really. of male only fans. there right? are a lot okay. of male users but for the most part most of the money is generated on that by females well most of pornography is showing their funny. titties on, this yeah. is most of the most of the money going through there is about just like the internet in real life all of it is driven by and paid for by porn, by porn. <laughs> right Somehow. exactly Exactly. Well, a lot of men are out doing a job poorly for 20% more pay. Very so, like, true. why would they be on OnlyFans? I mean, exactly. Yeah, white, we got white male privilege. Yeah. Oh, my God. We, yeah. We're actually the most privileged. I hate myself. Isn't that rad? I've never hated myself more than I do today. <laughs> because it's not like my white and male. I want to do this one again. I want to do it again. <laughs> um, I'll put it that way. <laughs> so, anyway, you see this meme, and I go, very funny. Um, yeah. No reason to extrapolate it like we're in a women's studies class at City College, right? The response to this post, which was just me throwing it on my and you didn't even create it, you just retweeted no, I just a meme or put whatever, it up there. right? I just threw yeah. it up there, um, and the response was overwhelmingly yeah. positive. Laughy emojis. Oh my god, Almost that's everyone. so funny. <laughs> we got one response though, and it's from friend of the podcast Attic Wook. It's the yes, Wookiee monster. The attic the, wook. The, yeah, the Wooktastic monster. <laughs> um, so this was her response. I won't take up a ton of time with this. Oh, please even take up as much time as you I just... wanted you to know, I could have split this up and used some white space to make this more readable, but to really get everybody in the mood that we were in when we read this, I made sure that it was still the 
left justified block of text that goes on like the Dead Sea Scrolls. So I have told this young lady in the past that her text messages and posts are often very Kerouac in their style. (laughs) (laughs) Kerouacian? Just Kerouacian. And I emphasize the whack. Yes. Uh, they are stream of consciousness nonsense mm-hmm. that would make Henry Miller blush. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Allen Ginsberg extravaganza. So, so Wookie goes on to say, <laughs> hang on a minute. Can we unpack some irony? There's a couple of layers here. Okay. A white man, you, picking on a population that has historically been denied a voice in any place in society parentheses sex workers question mark the audacity of that white man grouping a pussy grabber and a rapist in said population of exploited pussies the only only fans women that i know are extremely vocal in their opposition to trump i would request that you acknowledge that it's offensive to a population who cannot defend themselves because they are not a part of the conversation only fans women's who are so casually dismissed and dehumanized in this meme Does it not occur to anyone that when a person who has more social leverage and privilege and power posts a meme like this, an insulted population cannot defend themselves, that it has a bullying quality to it? (laughs) It drips of colonizer, patriarchal misogyny. (laughs) Trump does not have a voluptuous butt like this, but in order to devalue him, he has given one and implied that he belongs on a platform of sex workers and some very woke women. It's an insult to women. It's an insult to sex workers. Why not keep his white-ass man and make... She kind of lost me there. Keep his white-ass man and make the meme about him taking his place on a platform for outdated white men, putting him out to pasture with other white supremacists or corporate capitalists. I, I know. I'm getting exhausted. Keep going. Maybe give him an AM radio show like Rush. Is this a white man forcing another white man who forces himself on women on a population of exploited women. It's just a fucking meme, you cumbersome twat! (laughs) (laughs) Jesus fucking everything about you is tedium. You are tedium incarnate. Reading that aloud was the hardest thing I've ever done. It it really drives it But just the end, the end where you can tell she thinks that she's being like super existential, where it's like, is this a white man forcing another white man who forces himself on women on a population of exploited women? I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, there's so much we could deconstruct. She makes a couple of salient points, I think, in her butt. But there's so many other examples and you could save this for a term paper instead of a comment on a fly-by-night throwaway meme. Exactly. I, I understand. Okay. I let's let's just unpack it a little bit. Okay. Do we have um, enough time? No. Well, no, because it's interesting to me because I think this is indicative of how a lot of people approach the way life is right now. Um, I completely understand about the oppressive nature of some men's privilege upon women. Um, this is exactly why people hate social justice warriors. And it's not because they disagree with them. It's because your packaging is so poorly made that it's really difficult to get on your side. That's a good point. Um, I've never seen a more victimized non-victim. Um, you, you continually cry about how victimized you are. And in the same sentence, talk about how empowered you are. Um, it's this weird dichotomy or you get to pick when you feel bad. 
um, regardless of the situation. And quite frankly, what makes it that only fan people can't be in the conversation? Who is restricting the voice of any of these people? It's this, it's this phantom autocrat, like sort of bullshit, authoritarian ghost figure that exists in your mind and doesn't really exist anywhere else. Nobody's stopping anybody from saying no. anything. And. All the bad press that people get, that OnlyFans people get, the only people that have problems with OnlyFans sex workers, quote unquote, are the puritanical far right, the evangelicals, the fucking super religious people that have that think they have this high moral authority. And guess what? That's a very small segment of our population. Most people love OnlyFans because it makes us ejaculate and or have one of your lady orgasms. I don't know how they work. I just know I make them happy. I've heard of them. (laughs) The thing about SJWs is they are very ironically binary. Yes. Because there is is a right and there is a wrong. And is there any nuance in this post whatsoever or in this thought process or no nor any acknowledgement that sometimes it's just okay to laugh at ourselves yeah or sometimes it's okay to make jokes about if either everything is funny or nothing is if we start making it like oh you can't joke about that because of this diatribe that I wrote because if you extrapolate it and you make it into this crazy fucking flow chart uh, all of a sudden it's something bad and I'm like no it's an innocent stupid little meme it just mentioned OnlyFans which is a hot button term because it's a very recent platform right. it's popularity is recent especially in the pandemic so yeah it's a relevant fucking joke and I don't want to hear the opinion of a spoiled rich white girl from Connecticut on this anyway no nor do I and can that's a giveaway I, who it is <laughs> I think we could honestly say beyond a shadow of a doubt especially during this pandemic this is probably the friendliest time towards sex workers mm-hmm. that maybe we've ever seen in the history of our society correct 100% I mean there's not a huge stigma about it I have like three or four friends on Facebook that are sex workers online yeah and I just subscribe to them and <laughs> send them messages on that sure platform sure you do, do, no. you do yeah I'd like to look I at your bank account and see <laughs> what, uh, what, how it's, much a year goes to miscellaneous internet. It's, it's, is it's that hard. what it's classified I, as? I don't know. I, I, know. It, I wonder what it, that is. It's hard because what it does is put you in a position that if you don't agree, you look like some sort of misogynistic monster. I can, I can wholly disagree with this viewpoint because all you're doing is being presumptuous and you're assuming things that aren't there mm-hmm. to build an argument. Nothing here is factualized. There's nothing here. Um, you called him a pussy grabber and a rapist, um, right? None of which has been necessarily proven in a court of law, even though I would call him that as well. I would too. But the presumption of everything that you said presumes that these women are meek, little voiceless beings Mm -hmm. and that you feel compelled to stick up for them against the white patriarchy. And you're building an argument that is not there based on a meme. Uh, And and it's, it's funny. It's like, I know this is so triggering to you, but I, I go back to it. What is the best kind of comedy? It's subversive. It's uncomfortable. Yes. If you don't like this kind of comedy, listen to Jeff Dunham. Go fucking listen to Jeff Foxworthy. They're very unoffensive. Go listen to Jerry Seinfeld. I think he's cursed twice in his life. It's very unoffensive fucking stuff. And and don't get it twisted. Like, we are definitely, as three members of the white male patriarchy, we do recognize that there is a problem with us only being 30%, 31% of the population white men, yet we control everything and have most of the money. We know that that's a problem. 
this just because that we're disagreeing with you on this and just because we're pointing out all of the fallacies and the stupid bullshit in here doesn't mean we don't agree with that. Um, you said uh, like how this story's getting made up. And it's like I've mentioned before in the last few weeks, people create these narratives in their own head. Usually they create the narratives in their own head. And then what they say to you is very brief, but very jarring and very, very uh, uh, stern. And it comes at you and then you have to kind of get the narrative. Turns out homegirl decided to put the entire fucking narrative right here in front of us. <laughs> and it is stream of consciousness. This would make Faulkner happy. I, I certainly would. This is sound and the fury. And can we mention the elephant in the room? You don't know that Trump doesn't have a voluptuous ass. I'm just saying. I mean, it's very possible that that man has an he amazing could, ass. Dude, that guy's got a donk. Are you kidding I me? Got, Did you see him at the tiny desk? That donk was everywhere, dog. Ass so fat, I could see it from the front. I want to see that. He's about 47% ass. Most deaf deaf said I want to see that translucent (laughs) orange donk of his. How long before Melania smothers him in his sleep after he gets out of office? What do you give it? What's the over-under? Three months? Hmm. I think she's just going to fucking leave. I, I was about to say, I think she's going to exile herself. But she's all, <laughs> you don't no, think there's no, a fucking, uh, Trump's, uh, br- Trump is, if there's one thing he's smart about, it's things around divorce and all that stuff. So I'm pretty sure that when she leaves, she gets fucking nothing. I wouldn't Not be surprised. Because even, even Ivana Trump, I've, what's her name? The first Ivanka. Wife. Ivanka. No, Ivanka. Ivana. 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 Ivana was his Ivana. first wife. Yeah. She's well taken care of. Mm. Yeah. Even if there's a prenup, she will be getting money. Trust me. I don't know from where, from China, because he's $300 million in debt or whatever but yeah. somebody's gonna give her money yeah yeah he's fucking gonna get stupid. like some dave and busters and then dude guess what she'll end up on fucking instagram with chris brown getting fucking railed it'll be awesome dude yep ray j will be fucking giving it to her bro wow that'll be awesome <laughs> Ooh, the dipstick man she's got ray a whole got career a... to follow this up with <laughs> oh ray j ray j is the only guy who i know his dick is so big that in order to have sex with a woman, they need a third party there so that they can like brace it on their shoulder like a bazooka before it gets entered in. That's fun. Is That's that, fun. I have no idea. What, what, no, what, I know we weren't listening. Okay. Sean was talking about dicks, which is <laughs> my is, favorite. He has want. It's my favorite thing to talk about. Because dicks it, and butts. Dicks and butts. And dicks then and when you can get both of them and together. Dicks and butts. And. Dicks and butts. Dicks and butts. Um. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I, we had to read that because it was just yeah, I, absolute. What did you call it? Verbal diarrhea. Like it's just. It's I a, think that's an insult to verbal diarrhea. It's I a scatter it shot of poop in a yeah. toilet. Um, it makes no sense. It has no through line, and it doesn't have any self. You got to be able to fucking laugh at yourself. You've got to have some sort of everything can't be triggering. Mm-hmm. It just can't be. I, I mean, it can be, but I really highly um, suggest you don't live your life like that. It's going to be a long, lonely life if everything is going to trigger you into the patriarchy. We and get it. Bless her heart. Shortly thereafter, she texted me, asking me and telling me, actually, that I needed to get into some sort of S&M bondage situation. She felt like that that would be a really good thing for me on a personal level. And that she would be willing to go through and give me a couple of free classes because apparently she is in the process of becoming a sex worker and learning how to do all this stuff. Now, if I were you, Bobby, my immediate response to her would have been, hang on a minute. Can we unpack some irony? There's a couple layers here. (laughs) Well, the I mean, is she speaking for all of OnlyFans sex workers? Is she now the representative? Awesome. Yeah. 
cool. Mm-hmm. Because that's Self-apart. another thing. All of OnlyFans is what she thinks it is in this she, story. Is she the Jared Kushner of OnlyFans? She's the... <laughs> Imagine Jared Kushner's OnlyFans. So it's just him sitting there. He, you know, he's got that Ken doll, like no genitalia. He is just an android. Doll. What if he is just rocking the most giant hammer? Yeah. What if on top of it he's just so he sits cranking. there with that out, but then he just bleaches his own teeth. <laughs> That's all he does. And butthole. <laughs> For it's a weird, re- it's a weird call. His butthole's whiter than him. It looks very odd. I don't want to get technical, but I don't think there's any way you can bleach your own butthole. Uh, I don't know, dude. I heard it was... No, nah, his asshole looks like when you hold a Santa hat open. It's just like a light red on the inside with like what looks like just a very white, lightly furry it, circle around. It's ah. like the rabbinical eye of Sauron. His butthole. That's what I've heard it called. The rabbinical eye of Sauron will be opening for mongoloid foreskin when uh, concerts happen again. Guys, also this weekend, rad UFC fight. Yeah. Well, by the time you by hear, the time it, they be, hear it, it'll, it'll be. No, it's because it's next weekend. But Is as okay. you're listening to this weekend. next Saturday, Conor McGregor's back in action. We have, we lead like our UFC and our NFL, so we we'll, do. We'll, we'll hit on it real quick. But, but it's a great card, actually. There's the 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 undercard isn't bad as well. Hopefully, Jessica I doesn't get a toner eye again, which is really a, talk about irony. Yeah. Um, but Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, I think Dustin's going to beat him on this one. You that's think my, so? That's my hot take. Yeah, Dustin's not the fighter he was when he lost to him the first time. He was a baby. Yeah. And, and Conor, and Conor has he had doing? one fight in four years or whatever. Yeah, he's had one fight in four years. I'm not even counting the, the Mayweather time. fight. That he's wasn't a fight. Spent the rest of his time selling one of the more mediocre whiskeys on the market. He spent today. he spent the last year trying to fucking make sure his neck can move to the left after Khabib. Um, <laughs> so fuck off. Um, not my favorite guy. But also too hot take NFL four games on as as we're as we're recording this now. Green Bay is playing. Um, real quick, Bobby. Um, Green Bay is playing the Rams. Okay. Real quick, Bobby. Give me your four winners of the weekend. Just curious. I want to see if we're right. Green Bay, New Orleans, for sure. Uh, I think Baltimore pulls the upset, which technically is not even an upset. Yeah, Baltimore. If you been go with Vegas, if you year. go with Vegas lines, um, they are a two and a half point underdog. It's in not that a huge game. upset, but when you're in someone else's, yeah, typically home field advantage, you get three points, kind right. of by mm. default. Right. So kind of, the yeah. idea that it's two and a half to Baltimore that they're you know I, that Buffalo's giving them, I mean, I, it kind of makes. Baltimore a half point favorite, really, if you think about it. So, I think that's going to be the most exciting game actually to watch. I think be. that's the hardest one to get a read on. It yeah, could be, honestly. And then uh, Casey and Cleveland. I the day I say that Casey's not going to win a football game, right. You can yeah. kick, you can kick me square in my dick. You know, mm-hmm. no, it's funny. I I'm, I I love I love the Baltimore pick. Absolutely. I had a feeling about them. I don't think the Bills are just ready yet. I know the hype train's moving, and they look great. They look like they have a great future and a great young quarterback. But to get to that next level, it's like that rite of passage in the NFL. You just don't get to go there. Very few guys just get to go there um, that fast. Anyway, um, I love that pick. And I'm going to go, I think something, either one of these two things will happen. I don't know which. But I think either the Rams beat the Green Bay Packers out of a fluke or the Browns beat the Chiefs out of a fluke. I don't know which one, but I think there's going to be a huge I'd say it's more likely upset. the Rams do it. But the Ram, the Ram, yeah, the Rams have no business. They're working on borrowed dude, time right you, now. The Rams beat, who did they beat last week? Dude, yeah, but the Rams also had their third string quarterback in and whooped up on the Seahawks. That's true. The Seahawks were the Seahawks were Seahawks heavily okay. favored in that game. They're okay. They were still they were, heavily favored Seahawks in that Seahawks have game. no defense and no offensive line no, and one That's skill true. position guy. But I'd have to but, agree with all Bobby's picks, honestly. Besides, I don't know, man. 
Who knows? The Browns, this could be the year the Browns actually fucking make it to the I, Super the Bowl. The thing that disturbs nowhere. me is I don't like big teams like that, big mobile teams having a week off. Mm-hmm. I don't like when fucking skill position guys come out of their face and say it's not going to be a game. This is going to be easy. Mm-hmm. I, when I hear that attitude and the Browns are hungry, yeah. it like if they go in soft and go down early, it's going to be a tough road. And I know Patrick Mahomes can do whatever he wants on the field. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's wishful thinking. I just I think between the Rams game, Rams Packers, and the Browns Chiefs, somebody's what there's going to be an upset in those two games. When I think about things like this, I try really hard not to outsmart myself, right, and make it too complicated and, yeah. and go down a rabbit hole. Um, Patrick Mahomes is, I don't know if he's the best football player on the planet, but he's in the top three. Um, it's going to be him and Aaron Rodgers, right? I you mean, know. at this point, it's hard to go against old fucking 12 right now. I mean, as far as quarterbacks go, I mean, yeah. I you think. said it yourself. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback you've ever seen. I think he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. Yeah. 100%. But and Mahomes is definitely in that conversation. And when you say that, you mean all around. Because yeah. when you say best quarterback of all time, you have to look at a million different things. Of course, he's not going to hit certain stats. Like, And you look at the certain when stats you think make somebody the best, but... Just watching when, him. When the record books are over, when it's all said and done and Patrick Mahomes' career is over, the trajectory he's at now, there will not be a record he won't own. It uh-huh. won't even be close. 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, not even close. Maybe Aaron Rodgers gets there. Barring some huge of, injury, which we've by, seen. Well, and look, man, out. we've seen, look look what happened to fucking, you know, it could happen at any point. If it wasn't for injury, Tom Brady wouldn't even be Tom Brady. Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, <laughs> fucking quarterback. Bledsoe. I mean, dude, anything could happen. That's why, that's what scares me about the Packers. Packers are one player away from being a, a C minus team. Yeah, I I really look for he's teams to win Super really Bowls. Good player. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know? He's We're a about definitive generation. <laughs> he's a generational player. But I get very scared when it all relies on one guy rather than a team concept. I agree with that 100. percent I just know that like we watched Buffalo play Indianapolis last week, and that was a really close game. That was a great Buffalo game. got their asses outplayed. Yes. The only difference was that. The best player on that field was 17. Amen. Mm-hmm. And you, they couldn't do a fucking thing with that guy. You know what I mean? And Amen. a couple of balls bounced their way. And, yeah. you know, that always kind of has thing to, happens. right? Exactly. I mean, obviously, everyone can lose because Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl win in. Amen. Yeah. And, and, and if he was that great, he'd have 100 Super Bowls by now, right? You I mean, think, it, right? It, it, again, there's 22 guys playing on the field at any given point, right? Yeah. So. It's great to have the most powerful weapon in all of history, basically. But, yo, man, I don't know, man. Something about this game feels like a little trappy to me. Yeah, what's the score right now? Um, Right now it's three. The the Packers couldn't punch it in against this Rams defense. That Rams defense is sick. It's a number one defense in football um, for good reason. I will say this. And right now the Rams are driving. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, they're in in the red zone. And if Green Bay can't score a touchdown every time, it's going to be a long game. Um, I will say that I'm liking seeing newer blood. Like, I'm liking that there is the the possibility that Cleveland or that I'm liking that we we don't know for sure that it's going to be the Patriots and whoever. Thank God, right? Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'm just really happy that we're seeing it mixed up a little bit. And I can't predict the playoff, the way the playoffs are going to go from the fucking first game. There's a lot more. There's definitely a lot more parody in NFL than there ever has been. There's there's a team in every single division that could win the Super Bowl. Now, Mm -hmm. it's never been like that. Yep. It's never been like that before. So I'm very stoked. That, hey, guys, it's pandemic. This is all we got to look forward to. I was looking at restaurants in L.A. for my two-year-from-now visit. That's how sad I am right now. <laughs> I'm looking at hotels to book for 2022, Yeah, right, to go visit my hometown because that's where we're at right now. Yep. I can't even... 
I mean, what do you do, man? I'm sitting there looking at sushi restaurants in LA that I've wanting to go to. That's yeah, where we're at. I'm running out of shit on Netflix that's fucking good to watch. I'm running out of. Sh- I'm run. I'm going back and watching old shit that I hadn't seen in forever. There's some cool uh, foreign stuff on Netflix that you should check yeah. out. Lupine, mm-hmm. um, which is about now like top ten rated. It's a it's a French kind of Ocean's 12. Yeah, I think it's you've really about it cool. A man. little bit before. It's really cool. It's about a kid that grows up. He reads this book by a famous guy that happens to be the gentleman thief. Mm. And so it's very Ocean's 12. Like he has Sweet. these long cons and it's you'd love it. It's real And then fun. there's always a twist that it turns always. out that the, the yeah. con guy, the guy that they were conning thought he was conning them, but there was Absolutely, a third con going on. Dude. Like, you know, he purposely puts himself in jail and then yeah. escapes and it's great. I love it. I love shit like that. That's always fun. It is a grim time for finding things to do. That is for certain. <laughs> it's you know, hard. Um, I got and, 15 yeah. pounds of alcohol weight on me that says otherwise. You know, <laughs> you and me both, my friend. Uh, that is, that oh, was a great God. shape before March. Yeah. Oh, right. man. Speaking and then of... I got 10 pounds of quitting smoking weight. So <laughs> oh, there's that. You right. do the math. Oh, hey, shit. Hey, yeah, about that. So let's, uh, let's all take a cheers here, boys. Let's all yeah. cheers some of this dickle as we... <laughs> Don't uh, ever say that to me again. Cheers, dickle. We kicking this Eat over to uh We to are going to pay our fucking bills. Thank we God. have a sponsor this week. Let's hear it. Tonight at 7:30 on Newsmax Family, one of your favorite 80s stars is back. Silver Spoons is Ricky Schroeder and potential fugitive Kyle Rittenhouse star in this life-threatening comedy that will warm your heart one moment and send shrapnel up your spine the next. Hey dad. Have you seen my gun oil? The one with the lawn jockey on the label? <sighs> Son, I think it's time we had a talk. Sit down. I know at this point in your life, things can be confusing with school and girls and the stolen election. But no matter what you do, it's always going to be hard to shoot a snowflake. You know what, Dad? You're right. Right arm. Featuring Sir Ian McKellen as the fussy British neighbor, Mr. Bentley. Hey, Mr. Bentley. What do you think of my cool new facial hair? You shall not stash! (laughs) With occasional unexplained appearances by Jason Bateman, Alfonso Ribeiro, Charo, and recently Terminal's Saved by the Bell star, Dustin Diamond. Don't miss Cue of a Kind. Tonight at 7.30, only on Newsmax Family. It's just so much easier to shoot them when they're running away from you. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Are we back? (laughs) We're back. And we're back. (laughs) Together. We're going to find our shave. Yes, we are. And, hey, this is the time. This is the time. I would like to speak to the entire congregation now. This is the time when we get to the voicemails. If you guys want to send us a voicemail or shoot us a text message, you can hit us up at 970-426-5344. Dollar shave? 970-426-5344. Leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text, suggest a song. Um, You can also hit us up at Whiskey Reel on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram or via email at whiskeyreal at gmail.com. And I've got something new I want to tell our fucking audience. We want to give you a little something. 
We're going to be doing a little contest where if you send us in something, you're going to win a $100 gift card Come to on. whatever you want. It could be a restaurant. It could be you just tell us where you want the gift card to. Uh, there's some weird legal shit, which is giving away cash. So I didn't want to give away cash and just Venmo this to somebody. But yeah, a gift card to whatever. Amazon, Olive Garden, if you're a fat shit, whatever you want to do. If you just want endless breadsticks because you eat your feelings, we're here to support you. Um, so what we wanted to do, we were trying to think of what do we try to get people to do? You need to send us in a voicemail. It has to be a voicemail, not a text message. And what we want to hear from you are new nicknames like we do for ourselves in the intro of the podcast for one of us. So whoever has the funniest and or most fucked up nickname for any of us will win this $100 gift card. Um, we're probably going to play all of them, <laughs> but we're going to definitely choose one and you'll get a $100 gift oh, card. Oh, we're de- number one, we're definitely playing all of them. All of them. Um, and number two, as an example, uh, we have the Gashman. Uh, we have Chuddy uh, Buddy, a Chuddy Buddy, Chudinsky. and you know a- Antonio Branderas. Aaron, Aaron, if anybody needs a new one, it's Aaron. Aaron's I the probably one, only has yeah. like two or three. Yeah, and me, me and Bobby have like. Bobby's 17. got the Honey Badger, Hiv Tyler. Um, he's got the Bobby Duke. I mean, there's so there's a plethora. There's a cornucopia. Um, Sean's got Flounder. Mm-hmm. He's got you know. There's so much to go around. Chudwick Bozeman, the Whack Panther, the Whack Panther. <laughs> You know, <laughs> there's so much. To I, I'm waiting patiently until we can put together. I'm wait. I'm letting the Chadwick death go a little bit longer before okay. we make one of our sponsors, the Whack Panther. The Whack Panther. Yeah, yeah starring sure. Post Malone. We got- Ooh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, fuck that guy. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> that's that's cool. Hey, auto tune's a thing, and we use it for money. <laughs> um, do we have any voicemails this week? Did we we do. We have one voicemail, and uh, it looks like one of Bobby's estranged relatives has oh. reached out to us. Oh, once my more. God. Let me, let me guess. Yep. It, yep. Mm-hmm. Cousin Bobby. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. We haven't, we've I haven't heard kind of been worried. We haven't heard from him much since uh, your grandfather passed. Yeah. Yeah. Grandpa Joe uh, came, to, <laughs> came to a really tragic end. Yes, he did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Was that at a rally? It was. Okay. It was I, I don't know. Really. Well, luckily, I mean- What's the new the new thing? Uh, Rex told me now. Now the new the question in the black community, for, like if you if you see somebody that looks kind of untoward, the new question is now like, what were you doing January sixth? <laughs> yeah, that's the new question. So now we just drive down the street and go. I know what he was doing January sixth. <laughs> um, <laughs> I swear to God, I was at home washing my affliction shirt. Ooh, this looks there. awesome. We're about to let's get in the voicemail. Then I want to talk media because I got a fucking right. very exciting trailer that I just saw. Hey, Bobby, it's your cousin Bobby. So I know I haven't called since uh, Grandpa Joe's untimely demise. But, uh, boy, I had one heck of a week last week. I just thought I'd call you and give you a little update. You know, I met somebody down in Tallahassee. Boy, he was just handsome as all get up in all of his camo. Man, he convinced me to go up and, and storm the Capitol or do like a, a peaceful protest last week. Bobby, I don't know if you heard about this, but I got in a lot of trouble. We, we started out, we, we heard this, um, we heard President Trump speak, and I haven't really paid much attention, but I do not like him. He, he seems a bit of a dum-dum. <laughs> um, he, he told us to storm the capitals, so we decided uh, that's what we were going to do. We were going to storm the I don't know what we were doing, but, Bobby, I jumped in that capitol. Next thing you know, it, I'm, I'm in Mitch McConnell's office. Uh, I lost track of my, my, my man friend. Uh, I don't know where he went. I saw pictures. He's carrying off some podium or something. 
Um, but I, I was in Mitch McConnell's office, and, and damn if I didn't open the, the drawer. And, Bobby, I found this very strange silicone paperweight, kind of shaped like a hot air balloon. At the bottom of it was engraved uh, filibuster. And I'd be lying if I didn't, Bobby, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound strange, but I'd be lying if I didn't try a little downtown peekaboo with Mr. Filibuster. <laughs> and uh, as soon as I did that, oh, my gosh, all these police broke in. Uh, long story short, Bobby, I, I'm in jail, and I need to be bailed out. Uh, could you maybe help me out with that? Uh, I love you, um, as always. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> so wow. have you uh, – <laughs> Are no, you helping? I, uh, well, did you just all, ignore, or are you? First of all, this is the first out? time I've heard this voicemail. Uh, how long have you been sitting on this? I for all I, I know, can't cousin do Bobby's fucking dead. every. I can't. You have access to the uh, voicemail. I do, but uh, I'll, ha- I'll check in on cousin Bobby how, and see how he's doing. Has he been in jail since the sixth? I mean, I'm not going to bail cousin Bobby out. <laughs> Obviously well, not. He's a danger to himself and others. Really? <laughs> I mean, Jesus, if, especially if you're a glass shaped ornament. Um, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure what happened, but it sounds like he used Mitch McConnell's butt plug in his office. Yes, and I'm. if he was smart, he probably should have brought the filibuster with him to jail as kind of an olive branch to whoever's going to make him into a fucking meat tenderizer. Jesus Christ. Well, especially wow. in Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm just saying, dog. Well, I mean, that kid has been a problem since the day I met him. <laughs> so he's fucked we're not helping sorry cousin bobby we're probably not going to help you got well, yourself into this shit we, get yourself out can we make an agreement that we will not post his bail till after the inauguration there we go because he's clearly not okay well and it's not and and it's one of those situations where it doesn't look like he's too dangerous but he is dangerous in the fact that he is one of these lemmings that will just jump right on and and join yeah. a capital riot not realizing how fucking huge of a mistake it yeah. is yeah yeah, I mean, all it took was podium guy, and he was just <laughs> yep. all in, oh, yeah. ready to go. He's he's a he's a sweetheart, and podium guy has sweet eyes, despite that photo. Uh, sure, so sure. I get how he kind of got sucked into the. Are track. they in jail together, uh, Pam and podium guy? Ooh, that's a good question. That's an interesting fucking conundrum. It really is. <laughs> From the same fucking neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we love you, cousin. Yeah, right, good so luck. It was good to know that aging mutant Senate turtle is a little, you know, wild on the side. I'd like to know that he has a bit of a fucking interesting side anyways. If I know him, he's just telling hookers, he's like, punch me in my neck fat. <laughs> just, just, I want you to go off and, and hit me like I'm your boyfriend that I know hits you. Finger my net fat, neck fat. <laughs> he looks like the kind of guy that wears a diaper and has a girl stomp Amen. on his balls wow. with snowshoes. Amen. Shit. Oh, Amen. well, shit. I don't know if it's gay. It's just patriotic, but I'd titty fuck his neck fat if I could fold his neck fat around my dick. I believe they call that gaytriotic. Gaytriotic. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's the official name. Hi. Hi. Uh, <laughs> guys, have you guys been watching anything of no? Since it is, you know, the, I don't know if you guys heard about this whole quarantine thing. So that's all we can fucking do, really, yeah, is yeah, watch yeah, yeah. shit? Yeah. Well, um, Disney Plus finally dropped a show that's inside the MCU that they've been waiting for a long, long time called WandaVision. And we had seen the trailers for it. There's a couple of them, each one more confusing than the next. I still, now that I've watched two episodes, I still have no fucking idea what's going on with this show. But did you guys get a chance to uh, watch WandaVision, the first two episodes? Not yet. I'm excited. But after what you wrote, no, I'm not. 
Yeah, well, there's a little... I, I basically said that uh, if you've seen the trailers, there is this sticky kind of late 50s, early 60s sitcom vibe. Dick Van Dyke meets one of those more like wacky character that has a secret nobody can know, like Bewitched and uh, My Favorite Martian right. and Mork and Mindy. And so it's a mix of those two. And I got to tell you, man, it's funny for the first half of that first episode. Then it starts to really wear thin. And I'm like, these funny, jo- like, this is funny for a vignette. This is funny for a DVD extra bit. But, like, if you keep doing this black and white sitcom shtick thing, I'm going to check the fuck out. And they still did it in the second episode, too. <laughs> They're doing the same shtick. Um, but they kind of leaned back off of it a little bit. They're making it a little more subversive. And they're getting to, uh, they're starting to pull back the curtain a little bit to show, are they in a simulation? What is this? Where are Vision and Scarlet Witch right now? And what the fuck is happening? I mean, I have a very differing opinion. Yeah, because um, y- y- you, uh, I've been excited about this, but also like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, what are they doing? How here? and especially, how does it fit in? And right? how does it fit in? That's the big question, right? Um, I think the fucking show is brilliant. I think mm. I think it looks amazing. I think oh, yeah. Paul Bettany is so good. Yeah, he's like amazing. so good as Vision in this. It's unbelievable how good he is at kind of balancing act between being this sitcom you know, husband, Mm -hmm. you know, in this I dream of genie kind of scenario and also being the vision. And yeah, like, and being his name is Vision. They don't go away. They call from it. Yeah, his they call him Vision. His name at the office when he takes regular human form is still just Vision. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, um, I understand what you're saying. It's it's this is very stylized and it's very specific. Yeah. My question is, what's going to happen by episode ten? Mm-hmm. What is the reveal? What are we actually dealing with? Because yeah. they are sprinkling in, and we're not going. I won't. I don't want to get into any specifics, but even on some of the closing credits on episode two, like there's some, some cool little sprinkling in of uh, teasers and, and I don't want to call it Easter eggs, but uh, cause it's not, it's not an Easter egg. It's, it's building the narrative. Mm-hmm. And I think this narrative is going to get really interesting, man. I think yeah. th- this seems like really well written and well thought out. It is well. I written. hope it's not just a, one-off prank. You're right. I can't disagree with you that it is Paul Bettany's really good. And there's really amazing moments. It's just that the, like the so many of the beats where they try to get a laugh out of you or try to get some kind of spark in you lean on this like hey we're making fun of the 50s 60s sitcom thing again and at a certain point i was like i i watched all those shows on nick at night as an ad nauseum i get all these references but still i'm like i don't care that it seemed like it that should have lasted the half of the first episode and then start revealing shit and maybe keep going back onto it, but make it a little bit more of diverse content. It felt like one note for that first two episodes until we get to the scene where they're doing the fucking magic act. Now, if you don't want any spoilers, then skip ahead a little bit here, but there's a point where in this episode, it turns out that if vision accidentally swallows bubble gum, it makes him feel like he's hammered. (laughs) So he swallows some bubble gum and then they cut to like a fifties cartoon that just shows these bad gears getting gummed up. Up by mm-hmm. so it makes him act like he's drunk and so wanda is trying to impress the perfect wife who runs like all the councils in town and says that they have to perform at this like outdoor community fundraiser thing so they decide to do a magic act and it's one of the funniest fucking things i've seen in a minute with her and him doing the magic act and him being like i'm just gonna fucking float and fly like vision and her having to like create a rope behind him because it's freaking out the crazy conservative like black and white folks way too much it's so good that was clever and that's what saved it for me i was like okay i need to be more patient 
I'll just let this is a slow burn. It's not like a normal show where you have to crush the pilot to get somebody interested in this. This is a show that is based on the most popular universe of content the world has ever seen. So the audience is built in. They don't need to worry. They can slow burn it all they want and people are still going to watch because it's fucking Marvel. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really brave move for these guys to make to put something out that's this off kilter and creative and taking very well established very stylized characters. We know mm-hmm. exactly what the Scarlet Witch and well, they don't even call her Scarlet Witch on the MCU, right? She's just no, Wanda. she's just Wanda Maximoff. Um, so they don't call her Scarlet Witch. Um, they're taking these two characters that are so established and they're just like throwing them into this very bizarro fucking world thing. And mm-hmm. I think it's great. I mean, it, it just seems like a really smart way to use this platform that you have now. To, to release content that doesn't have to fit into what everybody's expectation of a Marvel movie would be looking like. You know what I mean? And I I think it's clever. I think it's funny. I think it's sweet. Nice. You know what I mean? And the casting, the cast is super great. I can't fucking, what is that chick that's in all those Will Ferrell movies? Fuck it. Carol, oh, Carol, amazing. what is the name of that chick from, uh, she was in uh, Step Brothers. She tries to fuck John C. Riley the whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, boys. That is uh, Catherine Hahn. She's got this great show on HBO that you'll love, Bobby, because her mm-hmm. tits are in it. I've yeah. seen it. Bobby does love him some titties. <laughs> I have seen. It. I can't remember what the name of the show was. That was really good. She's Fuck. great. God damn it, she's great. Oh, yeah, I know. Carol, sorry to bug you again. What is the name of the show so Bobby can find those stills on Mister Skin? All right, that show is on HBO Max. It's called Mrs. Fletcher. Mrs. Mrs. Fletcher. Fletcher. Thank you so much, Carol. The thing I'm excited about, I'm excited about watching it just because I hope it gets marvelly. As yeah. it goes, the one I, I do want to yeah. see some fight scenes between things. That's Marvel. I'm just saying. I appreciate the context and the genre bending stuff that they're doing, but it would really be great to watch superheroes be superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that being said, I'm super excited to see this new movie that's getting released stream. Um, I believe it's going to be on the like 24th or something like that. Okay. It's Denzel Washington's oh. movie with Jared Leto called Little Things. It's him and Jared Leto and Remy Malek. And Remy like Malek. Oscar winner so, trifecta. So it's an Oscar winner trifecta. Leto plays the bad guy. Uh, Denzel plays the fucking, you know, curmudgeon fucking ex-detective that gets brought back in for one more case. It's a murder by mystery Re- movie. By Remy Malek, yeah. And it's kind of a serial killery fucking old school fucking... And if you don't like Denzel Washington in those roles, you're dead inside. I love Denzel you're Washington so inside. much that I own a DVD copy of Virtuosity. That's how much wow. I love Denzel you Washington. You really have to like him. Yeah. Um, but dude, I mean, to, I love him in that role. And Jared Leto's fucking awesome. And so is Remy Malik. So mm-hmm. that's something to get excited about. And what was it called again? It's called The Little Things. The Little, the little Things. things. And it's, it's a murder yeah. mystery movie. And I was just those three dudes. But it's serial killery. Um, looks pretty creepy. Looks dope, dude. We're starting to see, obviously, more and more of this. I mean... That's why I wanted Tom to bring Hanks. that up. So Tom Hanks has a new movie that's going direct to stream as seems yes. to be the new thing. Yeah, and I don't know what platform... Is, is he a hero on a ship, a plane, or a mountain? <laughs> because I think it's I, a horse. Oh, fine. But or he's a, a hero, right, something. guys? Yeah, I mean... He's, he's the... No, Tom, I want to see Tom Hanks as a bad guy. Why can't we have a villain Tom Hanks movie? Dude, Road to Perdition is about the fuck is, Yeah, it's as close as an anti-hero. Fucking... Carol, uh, what is the name of that new Tom Hanks movie and what platform is it coming out on? Jesus Christ, boys. You fucking forgot I was here last week and now you're calling me like four times. I'm trying to do my Sudokus. Insubordinate. 
why has she got a like why it's completely insubordinate? I don't get it. It's all or nothing with her. No, I know she wants to be on the show, but then like when we make her like actually do something, she gets pissed. If anybody ever shows her fucking Candy Crush, we have no production value at <laughs> We're all. We're done. We're done. Gardenscapes will yeah. end we'll this end podcast. Farmville. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is called News of the World, and he plays Captain Kid. And that is being released on, hold on, boys, sorry. I just got my nails done, and it's hard to type. So it looks like it did get a theatrical release to the four theaters that are open, and then it's also going to Netflix. Oh, yep. so Netflix. Ah, okay. so it is Netflix. Thank you, Carol. I appreciate it. That definitely, and it came out on Christmas, it looks like. I just hope that they continue to make movies going forward. It looks like they are. Um, it's going to be a different kind of paradigm um, shift how how movies are made locations they're not going to be able to do a lot of locations more studio etc mm-hmm. did you Our, guys uh, i don't i think they're filming a mission impossible yes one uh, like the next two yep right now are. um did you hear the rant oh yes we don't yeah the, oh i the, heard the, his the rant. tom cruise the rant tom cruise rant his I, inspirational rant i i it, it this... wasn't an inspirational <laughs> rant he went no i know fucking bat shit what's on your everybody. what's your take on that by the way well, we are the gold fucking standard. <laughs> I think the take on that is that he has, I mean, he's produces all of his own shit now. Amen. His money makes these fucking movies. Amen. I mean, he and um, the other one. And Zenu. So like, <laughs> exactly. So he's like, if you get our production shut down, I'm going to fucking kill everybody on this set. And by the way, I love watching Tom Cruise just curse and be yeah. a fucking lunatic. That's what was half of the reason that Tropic Thunder is so amazing. It's amazing. It's him freaking out cursing. Yeah. Is and that, that, that audio, I was like, what is he going full Christian Bell? What am I hearing? Lottie, we're fucking done professionally, mate. Exactly. Because <laughs> he's from the North. Yeah, dude, I, I, and I, people have, pundits have talked about this ad nauseum already with the, with the Tom Cruise thing. I don't give a fuck. I, I, Tom Cruise is a, is a live wire anyway. I imagine that this isn't something, he always makes himself out to be so positive and everything, but I bet you that those outrage bits are more frequent than we give him credit for. So I guess the backstory was, is that some people on set were not wearing their masks, not following procedures. Someone tested positive or some shit Mm -hmm. and he flipped out. You know what I mean? Because he, as like, Basically, the guy running that show, yep. you know, was like, we got to do this shit right. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying he's 100% right because I don't know the backstory, but he's Tom Cruise. Motherfucker gets the benefit of the doubt from me always. Yep. He's always right in my but, mind. Yeah, they're Unless f- they're kidnapping somebody's wife. Or, exactly. You know, I mean. <laughs> David Miscavige's wife. Nobody's seen her. Nobody has any idea. And no. nobody cares, apparently. Dude, she's still in the bathroom. Of That's what they're going she, with. But then she's again, in the she, I'm not going to judge Tom Cruise on his personal life. Sorry. Of course not. Th- thanks, Roman Polanski. Great, thank, yeah. I want you to Great. <laughs> thanks, Woody Allen. As a white man enabling another white man. If enabling a pussy on, grabber that on. likes women but enables white men. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Can someone please call our Can we unpack some irony? <laughs> <laughs> can we call her and ask her where I'm supposed to put the cosine yes, in this her. equation? Um, and, no, seriously. This bag has a lot of iron in it and I can't get it out can we unpack it please uh, so yeah but they're figuring out ways around this shit uh our buddy jake uh voice actor extraordinaire is still in quarantine right now in new zealand because he's on a show he's on a new show that's top secret he can't talk about it but he's in the quarantine process flying he flew to new zealand the government had sponsored people that met him and their group and are actually Whoa. monitoring them and actually like checking in on them and making sure they don't leave the hotel and they don't talk to anybody else outside the bubble because you know new zealand actually cares about their population so they're Come actually on. doing something about it get out of here. Um, but you know going to places like
like New Zealand, um, which is perfect because it's a gorgeous, very diverse landscape that you can film a million things on. That's where they filmed Lord of the Rings, for fuck's sake. But they have a lot of great oh, cityscapes. Yeah, they have a lot of great cities where you can <laughs> say it's New York or say it's San Francisco or something. So that's yeah. what we're going to see is um, hopefully we don't see COVID ravage these safer countries. But that's what we're looking at. And imagine how much it's got to cost. Do you know how much a flight from L.A. to nah, fucking dude. New Zealand Listen, costs? New Zealand is one of the highest costs of living ever. It's so expensive. I had two friends of mine that lived there for two years. And mm-hmm. they said it was almost impossible to like mm-hmm. l- make enough money to live. And it used to be really cheap to get these uh, like tax breaks with their government for filming movies there. But now that it's this hot place to film, I bet you that it's more expensive. Well, from what I understand, Peter Jackson is still filming Frodo on his way to the fucking <laughs> is he? Yeah, dude, it's of still course. happening. Yeah. He hasn't gotten there. Thankfully, yet. Elijah Wood still looks 12. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, what what's that? Are we are we doing some some music? caliente. Where's Charo from the sponsor? Ay ay ay! Gucci gucci Bobby, what have you been listening to, Bud? Well, I think Bobby's are Bobby and I are switching hats this week. You kind I know, of are bit. switching hats. I like it. I kind of like Bobby's going a little hip hoppy and you're going a little uh, grungy metally. But in true, or was it thrash? What is it? Would you say it's hardcore? What is it? We'll talk hardcore. Okay, we'll talk about it. Post hardcore, post punk, post modern um, hardcore punk revolutionary. <laughs> so I went on a desperate search for some music because mm. I always forget that sometimes we do this and <laughs> sometimes we record a podcast. Mostly, I'm just listening to London Calling, you know, <laughs> or Haim, <laughs> or or some Haim, or Ian Rubbish. God, man, I miss Ian Rubbish. He <laughs> loved that Thatcher, his, his, dude. His, his he loved Margaret Thatcher. He has a loved. whole side B catalog that he hasn't put out yet really. <laughs> living in the gutter <laughs> the most uh, notable track from his b-sides uh, um, no so I, I just go out to my usual haunts <laughs> like pitchfork media mm-hmm. and i find this guy by the name of navy blue never had heard of him before and so i started researching him a little bit and listened to a couple of his tracks on youtube and i was like whoa actually i really like this i like it it's a very um calm measured smooth vibe that he's got and it makes sense because he is kind of a brooklyn kid he's done a lot of work with like people like earl sweatshirt yeah uh, most notably we've mentioned him a couple times but yeah. i don't think we've ever played one of his songs uh, no uh, we never I don't think we've ever... earl has dipped out of hip-hop oh really? he he's doing basically a whole excommunicated thing. himself from hip-hop like or was he was it one of those like Marlon Brando Marlon Brando not accepting the Oscar kind of social he, justice related things? He does mixtapes and whatnot, but Earl like <clears throat> great. But I mean, that's what we consider the new MF. Talk yeah. about yeah, like yeah, MF. yeah, yeah. But yeah, he dipped out of hip hop, so he's sure. you're not going to hear anything new from him for the most part. For okay. him, yeah, yeah. Um, so this young guy, he uh, he's a skateboarder. Um, he's done some. Uh, different recording uh, producing and I think he was a model at some fucking point or whatever but uh, his name is actually Sage Gabriel Carlos Atreyu El Cesar he's doing an Atreyu he's got an Atreyu in there he's got an Atreyu he went four surnames I guess one of those is and never ending story and and one of them is from the fucking never ending story so I kind of like this kid already he he had one of those cool dads that also had a flat bill hat and was also skateboarding with him I can already tell (laughs) definitely yeah yeah. definitely yeah Um, and that dad is single 
So <laughs> we all are. I found I found this I found this track and <laughs> no, let's unpack this for a second. There's so many layers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I found this track. Uh, the the thing that brought me uh, closer to him as a human was that the track is called Self Harm, which red you know, flag, red flag, Bobby. Oh shit! Am I? Oh man, I'm sending up red flags. Are we recording the red flags? Bobby tried to give away all of his stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I had a Facebook post. He just said, "Come get all my shit. I'm done." I don't even want his couch. Why is he doing this? (laughs) I have one text from Bobby. All it says, "I'll miss you guys." As far as I know, he's not leaving town. Yeah. Eh. Yeah, so odd. I sent that one out. Sorry, supposed to, we were supposed to record later. That's weird. Hey, the moral of the story is I'm still here. Yes. <laughs> okay, You're the right. beat goes on. Ah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the track is called Self Harm. It's excellent. Um, I love the flow of it. It's mm. got a. It's pretty minimalist. Uh, I don't know. I, I really liked it. And plus, I was just in a pinch. I needed to find a fucking song. Right? So that's what's... <laughs> I love the honesty. So you typed in Pitchfork, and you went, and you're like, anything under an eight, and I'm good. Well, regardless, I go to Pitchfork's best new music page like mm-hmm. every couple times a week. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I do like to see like what's actually being mm-hmm. released. And, what's really and you've got, you've, for your specific tastes, you found that that is the outlet. And that's what I suggest to everybody. I'm like, don't let iTunes' algorithm and all these things tell <sighs> you what's up. And don't. also, at the same time, don't go digging around SoundCloud for some guy that nobody's ever heard of because most of it's garbage. By the way, shout out to SoundCloud. We host them and most of our shit's garbage. So <laughs> well, they host us. <laughs> yeah, right? Especially the early episodes. Well, let's be honest, dude. 99.9% of the Rappers on SoundCloud fucking have no clue what they're doing. Then that's zero. But you need to find something. Find a platform. Find somewhere and find some people that share your similar interests. And then that's how you can find good new music that isn't just, you know, paying for ad space. Absolutely. Agreed. Let's listen. Self-harm, about a pound, every mile stretch further than I thought. These thoughts working on me tough. I'm managing the cost, what it costs to go there. I'm left lost, left last to figure out what I saw. Seen me dissemble with my flaws laid out. Got a chance, cause most of my memories in a vault. Searching for some peace, I held it all along. All this weakness cannot measure, I'm at fault. Headdress adorned with feathers of a heart. My pops thinking of me, trust I felt him on the wall. These issues just reflect what I was saying. I dig that, and it's. I love these storyteller type of MCs where they're telling you a story, you're following it like a narrative, and you're really in it. It's not abstract stuff getting tossed together. I mean, MF Doom is a storyteller, but he tells stories in a much different way. I, this is a more traditional way of telling a story while more still More classic learning. hip-hop, autobiographical. Yeah. yeah, it reminds me of like early fucking um, yeah. Immortal shit, like Immortal Technique was a very much a storyteller with many of his songs. Except with the volume in half. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Immortal has a way of kind of jumping on the microphone. Yeah. Um, you can tell he was influenced by Earl as well, because mm-hmm. his, his, his cadence and his rhyme patterns and his delivery and his vocal thrum is very reminiscent of very, mm-hmm. um, which is not a bad thing. If you're going to like pattern yourself after people, Earl patterned himself after MF and it looks mm-hmm. like uh, old Navy blue here is patterning himself after Earl. So I mean, that's, you could pattern yourself after Luke Campbell. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> but you ain't going to oh, Dude, I talk about doo-doo Brown. <laughs> doo-doo Brown. Um, Luke Campbell. You could do a lot worse. Than of two Earl live crew, by the way, yes. everybody, Jesus Christ. It's Luther though, right? Luther. Yeah, Luther Campbell. But Luke. But he called himself Luke. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, 
Because he's a fucking not? psychotic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a bona fide Two crazy Life crew went in front of fucking uh, Congress. Um, um, I really like the production on this, too. There was a lot was of a layers. Nice like verse. I don't know if it's because we're wearing studio headphones and it was really loud there for a second. But there's a lot going on there and it's really well mixed. And it's it had that element of a lot of these backpack style beats. But at the same time, it felt like more. There was an ethereal quality to it in the background that I really dug. It's like minimalism that screams. Yeah, there you go. There's you a, know what I mean? This like, it's, minim- like, it's 2001 Minimalist shit that slaps, son. Yeah. Well, th- again, dude, I go back to it. This just feels like an Earl-type beat as yeah. well. It's that smooth, drippy, reverse reverb, um, uh, backwards track. Yep. Um, v- it, like I say, it's very wet. It's a mm. wet-ass track. It's not wet a dry track. track. Um, the snares are wet. The the sample's wet. It's good. It's He has a great delivery on that like if you were to get up there and be a hype man on this track it wouldn't work so it's kind of laid back it's very syrupy it's mm-hmm. dope i like it you speaking of syrupy <laughs> speaking oh, of syrupy awesome. weirdest segue <laughs> um, <laughs> a fair i had okay. nothing all i heard was so, like all my brain did was use last word and segue <laughs> but <laughs> much like bobby uses pitchfork i use a little site that i absolutely have fallen in love with called Bandcamp. yeah uh Bandcamp is something you can go on if you plug in an artist it'll give you uh adjunct artists that are similar in style and it also lets you listen to their entire catalog for free mm-hmm. go figure and if you want to donate you donate or buy the album and i think it's a it very... is a crowdfunding app as well yeah, too right people release yes. a couple tracks and then you use it get... to to fund a whole album production. you can get really weird merch from weird bands it's dope-ass site, but it's a great site if you're exploring genres, like if you're like, wow, what is Vaporwave? Let me get into that and see what that's all about. So are you but saying their algorithm's dope? Like it actually, when yes, you find a, an artist, it's not like Pandora's 100%, generalized bullshit? 100%. Um, um, and the next group I'm going to talk about, who they paired them up with are is very, it makes sense. So I've, these are three Canadians from Canada. Um, they're fucking awesome. I didn't even know these guys existed until I followed a rabbit hole and I found really? them and they have like seven albums and yep. nobody's ever heard of them. And uh, Bobby and I have kind of, we, we originally, when we met, we kind of uh, bonded upon like noise rock and post-punk, which would be like bark market and pavement yeah. and uh, quicksand and bands like that, that were back in the late nineties, early two thousands, which is kind of when these guys started as well. The, um, I love that post-punk noisy, shreddy, weirdly weird time signatures. Like everything's four, six, or it's like five, seven. It's really these really abrupt, beautiful musicianship. And I'm telling you what, I've seen these guys have been on KEXP at least four times. And every single time it's a three piece, it sounds like a six piece. And that's the sign of a great band. As far as I'm concerned, their drummer is an absolute maniac. Um, and they're called Mets, M-E-T-Z, not like the shitty baseball team. It's like the, the good band. Um, and they've got like seven albums. I'm telling you guys, if you're a rock fan, this is music to fucking get in a fucking rumble to. Um, it Hell just yeah. is driving, pounding, awesome, fucking awesome, like post-punk hardcore. It's hard. I, I, they kind of are in their own. There's not a lot of Canadian bands that sound like this. This is like, sounds like this should be made in upstate New York, dude, like back in the day or in the city. Um, really cool. 
droney driving shit, and I love it. Is this off the album Songs to Punch Fascist to? Yeah. No, this is actually... Because I'd love to listen I to this shit. Acetate is off... Uh, it's um, Atlas Vending, mm. I think, is their last oh. album. They have a self-titled album, then they have Mets 2, and then they go kind of down the rabbit hole. But this one's called Atlas Vending, and this is... This is just an absolute assault on your ears, and I couldn't be happier with these guys. Let's assault the fuck out of our ears. Fuck yeah. I love it, but the crazy thing about that is, is the is the you said it was like the crazy four six five sevens, and the music style lends to it. But like, I never feel comfortable. I love that it makes me a little uncomfortable. That's what that's what, that's what like six four, which is waltz. Yeah, that's what there's the, there's an abruptness in the drive. The that's roll, a really good way to put it. Instead abrupt. of like when you go four four music, it's very comfy and it feels good. It's made to be. That's what prog rock is so cool for. Is it's. It's an, a general a comfortability, but if you expand the wave of the song out, it all ends up in four. Yeah. It's really fucked up, it, but it's it's that's what progressive rock is. Yeah. Really, it's just it eventually gets to four. Yep. And it sounded. <laughs> I would love to see Mets and the Idols do a double Thank show. Thank you, because was, this is very. Is that how you found it? You were searching not, for not, something no, like the Idols. No, actually, the, these guys would not only be paired up with Idols, who's another one of my favorite rock bands over the last couple of years, but the OCs as well, yeah. which is another really good. Like progressive kind of, well, not progressive, but they're a little bit kind of hipstery, but they're still, it's that um, uncomfortability and is something that's just, it rings true for having listened to this type of music for most of my life. Like I love that dirty, that right when the bass comes on and the tone of the bass and it feels right. And you know, it's about to happen to you, dude. You're like, yeah, bring it, dude. I love it. Would you agree with me that they have a, I mean, obviously it harkens back to a lot of different, like kind of lo-fi post-punk, post-rock, mm-hmm. post-hardcore bands like Fiddler and the Menzingers. Menzingers, and, yeah. <clears throat> um, they remind me of McCluskey, though. Ooh. McCluskey, yes. And they also remind me of Bleach era Nirvana. Like when it dealt with like more of that Melvin's influence. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that it was, it rang reminiscent of that. I yes. guarantee you, if you talked to the fucking Mets and talked about their influence, Melvin's pavement, McCluskey's, uh, McCluskey's going to come up. But, and also weird because he sounds like a really, it's like a better version of Jello Biafra. Like his voice, like his timbre and his vibrato, and it's yeah. really awesome. Like, which my know. my unpopular take is that Jello Biafra is not that great. Anyways. No, but but his, <laughs> the timbre of his voice sounds like Jello hundred fucking percent, but way better than Dead Kennedys. One of the Thank most you. overrated bands of all time. Thank is this you. a Sorry. fuck song? Is this a fuck song for you, Bobby? It's a hate fuck. Song. Is this a song you can hate? <laughs> fuck a top ten titty trailer park Tammy too. Wow, <laughs> trailer park hands. I just wrote that all out. I was like, I'm, I got to write an alliterative. Did you write that out? Hey, top 10 titty trailer park Tammy. <laughs> Great alliteration from Mr. Moriarty. I'm sitting here with my T's figuring it out. Uh, yes. Um, in response to all that. Right? Yes. Yes. To everything. I think we I think did, we, I think I think we changed did hats. We did. And they weren't either one of them fedoras. I, <laughs> and we did okay. I sat down my accordion. Yeah. <laughs> 
I put down my fucking hurdy gurdy and my vintage typewriter. <laughs> I unbuttoned my short vest and put down my hurdy gurdy. I cleaned my hands of mustache wax. I was going to say you took off your flat built hat and your skater shoes, but never. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Still there. Nope. I believe you're going to be, I believe it says in your will that you will be buried in a DC hat where the brim shall not be passed. Number one, I don't earth. own a single item of DC. So fuck off. What's wrong with DC, son? They That's, make some quality skate gear, make, dude. D- d- you know what? Whatever, dude. Fascist. <laughs> <laughs> no reason to call a fascist. No reason whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I believe three lesbian women that are hard. Hardcore leftists own that fucking oh, perfect. Any hoozle. I know one thing we could do. What's that? We could clutch, clutch our pearls of wisdom. Clutch, clutch, it, clutch my, it, my dude. Big clutch hairy it, nuts dude. of wisdom, maybe, <laughs> motherfucker. My uh, my clutch is super fast. Is it? So I should go first. Do it. Because I've been going so deep on you guys and just being vulnerable and exposing myself like I, a raw nerve. I leave here upset. Like, I leave here questioning my very reality every time you fucking open your mouth. I'm going to pump the brakes on all this self-exploration and, like, trying to figure everything out. I, I thought about this because we were talking about it earlier. Like, New Year's resolutions are such a dumb bullshit thing, especially right now. Do not beat yourself up because you've gotten fat and you drink too much. There is nothing to feel bad about right now, man. Like, we are all literally doing our best. Yeah. We're working as hard as we possibly can so we can pay our bills. And for a lot of us, our clientele's kind of been cut in half because people just aren't going to work right now. And some of us are lu- – that's the lucky ones of us, right, that get to work. That some get people to work. Just are, and some people are just running out of – Unemployment right now, and and obviously the United States government doesn't always step up and help. Um, hopefully things are changing in the next couple of weeks, and don't beat yourself up. Don't get down on yourself. I'm sorry if your pants fit a little weird, or you look in the mirror and you're like, Jesus Christ, look at me, I'm a fucking nightmare. All that shit is fixable. Everything you're doing is fixable. Alcoholism is not wholly fixable, <laughs> but <laughs> but. <laughs> Aaron's trying so hard. I know. <laughs> He's red-faced. Um, uh, be nice to yourself. Give yourself a break. Don't fucking beat yourself up constantly. We're all fucking up. All of us are fucking... If, if you know somebody and they're the guy that has lost 30 pounds and they got super ripped and they're that, that guy has heads in his freezer. Yep. He's a psycho. Mm-hmm. That guy's the problem. We're just yeah. doing what the fuck we can do. Yep. Well, Bobby, thank you for your very brief. Could I be next? I, I, it, it, wasn't <laughs> as, it wasn't as brief as I thought it was going to be. Could I be next? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, dovetailing on what Bobby said, um, <laughs> stop being such a fat shit and take care of you. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you guys are um, talking to me, aren't I know, you? Right, I just looked right. right down and I realized no, I trust me. I've got, I've got 15 pounds of water weight on me, homie. Trust me. Um, I was feeling really great before March of this year and I've slowly realized I'm doing one pound of alcohol weight a month. That's my average. <laughs> Um, and you know what? I don't see it changing until shit changes. I haven't changed my eating habits. I haven't changed my workout habits. I'm just consuming well, you, more alcohol than you, anybody needs to consume. You ate um, like a half of an entire brisket 
with like 2,000 milligrams of sodium no, last I didn't. night. I no, 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 no. Actually, I was going to bring some brisket for you guys. Yeah, Sorry where is our that. fucking brisket, bro? I only got oh. eight pounds of it at home. But I was going um, to bring that up. But. Yeah, I know. No, well, hopefully if- After if, last week, we didn't want to have If Sean's going to be so kind as to drop me off, I was going to give it to you then. But whatever. <sighs> keep fucking, keep chirping. Um, I have a weird thing where I, I seem to, um, like Bobby famously says, like, I hurt the ones closest to me. Mm. I have a weird thing where I don't communicate well. The closer you are to me, the less I communicate well with you. Um, mm. I do. I, my job is communication. Basically, I have to relate ideas and express thoughts and I do it very, very well at work. I do it very, very well with friends most of the time. But it seems like the closer you are to me, the I almost think that we're kind of thinking the same thing. So I don't need to like talk because oh. you're thinking the same thing I am like through osmosis. And I've got to remind myself that um, nothing is uh, not important enough to talk about. It's not just the big stuff, and uh, but the little stuff too. Yeah. Um, especially when we're living in such con- small confines right now. It, you have to over-communicate to your partner or to the people that you love. Um, even if it's something you think might be trivial, um, it could piss in the punch of their day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was reminded of that, and I'm like, God damn. Um, I, and it's funny because like, that's what I do is communicate. So when you're told you're not doing it well, I'm like, huh, I'm not... Doing like life. me? I'm not doing life well. Um, Captain but, Communicate? You, you calling me Captain Communication? Right, right. Fucking fuck you. But you don't communicate. There's always room for fucking improvement in, every, in all things. So um, just tell if, you, if, you, if you're if you upset with somebody, tell them right away um, about it. Don't hold it. And if you're if you're in love with somebody or if, you're, if you express some sort of joy or happiness, don't hold that either because you think it's going to make you vulnerable. Also express that. But um, just let people know stuff early rather than later, because sometimes later doesn't get to come, and then yeah. that's a, that's a wrap on that. So, or sometimes some tall, fat, chud-looking motherfuckers let it all build up so long that he just lets it all come out in vitriol. Didn't we just talk about heads and freezers? Yeah, yeah, that would be that. It's just animal heads. <laughs> okay, that's it's better. just the neighborhood cats that's at, at this point. So we're that's fine better. for now. <laughs> it's like a scene from Temple of Doom. And- <laughs> <laughs> So my clutch, uh, Aaron, you mentioned patience, and patience is the theme of my clutch this week. Uh, I realize I have to have more patience, which is very trying during a time where we've been uh, patient for uh, almost an entire year now with waiting for the pandemic, waiting to be able to do the things we used to. I just want to go to a fucking movie theater and I can't, you know, that's, that's my thing that I'm attached to the thing that I can yeah. other places. It's they'd love to go out. They haven't been as, uh, as, as fortunate as us. They haven't been able to go out to eat for an entire year. They're getting takeout and eating out of a box. And that's the closest thing they've gotten to a restaurant experience. No more than watching WandaVision this week. Did I realize I need to have patience. I need to let shit build a story. I need to let shit I need to wait. I don't need to buy that thing immediately. I don't need to do this immediately. I just need to have a little bit more patience, which is harder right now, like I said, because of the pandemic. But if we just have patience, I think that we can be better people overall. For example, let's say you're in a bowling alley in Rifle, Colorado, and you see some really pretty 16-year-old girls, and you're like, let's just cut to the chase. I'll pull my dick out and show it to them. Uh, Wait, they're leaving. Uh, They're upset. And this may affect my cunt wife's fucking campaign. But guess what? It didn't. Lauren Boebert's fucking cocksucker husband pulled his dick out in a bowling alley in 2004, showed it to two 16-year-old girls, 
and he's a piece of shit. So not only is Lauren Boebert this fucking Trumpist cult cunt, but her husband is a redneck sexual fucking predator who needs to not live anymore. Fuck it. <laughs> Clutch him. Show a little patience. Patience. You don't need to pull your dick yeah, out and yeah, show it to the high school kids. Yeah. It's funny. I, I always wait for your pearls of wisdom and I sit here and wait for a zinger. Yeah. Something I can just deliver and then we close the show with the glass breaking or whatever. There's no response to that. <laughs> that is fucking going to be in, in any way appropriate. And it's up in Kenosha, that's where I long to be. Protecting gas stations with commandos next to me. A comrade on me left, I another one on me right. And a couple mags of ammo for me little Armalite. Well, this brave BLM man came marching up our street. Six hundred anarchities he had lined up at his feet. Come out, you cowardly Nazis, come on out and fight. He cried, I'm only joking, when he heard the Armalite. And it's up in Kenosha, that's where I long to be. Protecting gas stations with commandos next to me. A comrade on me left, I another one on me right. And a couple mags of ammo for me, little Armalite. Well, the commies came to visit me, it was in the late hours. With communists and anarchists attacking parked cars. They thought they had me cornered, but I gave them all a fright. With the arm-piercing bullets from me little Armalite. And it's up in Kenosha, that's where I long to be. Protecting gas stations with commandos next to me. A comrade on me left, I another one on me right And a couple mags of ammo for me little Armalite To my city there came joggers, they shouted I can't breathe They burned down all the buildings and they all refused to leave They rioted and looted, they went strong for 80 nights Until I started aiming with me little Armalite And it's up in Kenosha, that's where I long to be Protecting gas stations with commandos next to me A comrade on me left, I another one on me right And a couple mags of ammo for me little Armalite The Reds came to Kenosha to riot just for fun. The DNC had told them that the cops were on the run. But communists and primates, while on a jog at night, say, Remember Coyote Slaughter and the bloody Armalite. And it's up in Kenosha, that's where I long to be. Protecting gas stations with commandos next to me. A comrade on me left, I another one on me right. And a couple mags of ammo for me, little Armalite. <laughs>